This message is provided by Bridgeway Community Church. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Happy New Year to you as well. I know Justin already got ahead of me and said it, so Happy New Year again. Um, so last week, I don't know if you caught it, Dr. Ron gave us a great message. He's talking about God's timing and how he meets us in the middle of our mess, even when we feel like giving up. Great Christmas message. If you missed it, you were away, for whatever reason, you can go back and catch it. Jump on our website, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you'll never miss a message. Um, but the whole, actually, week, the whole Sunday actually was great. So grateful for everybody that jumped in and made that Sunday awesome, just like you do every Sunday with all the different uh, parts that you play in these services. So thank you for making that possible. Today, though, we get to jump into an awesome story. We're going to be in Luke chapter 5, verse 4. Luke chapter 5, verse 4. So go ahead and grab a Bible. There's Bibles in front of you, um, or you can open it up on your device as well. And as you're getting there, let me just catch us up with what's happening. So Jesus is out, and he is sharing the word of God with a large group of people. And he notices a couple boats on shore, and he asks if he can teach from uh, one of the boats, because there's so many people. And when he finishes teaching, that brings us to our story, Luke chapter 5, verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. He'd gotten into Simon's boat. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. They pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Wow. It's an awesome story. I love that story. And to be honest with you, I kind of get, get a little bit nerdy, so I'm going to get a little nerdy for you for a minute. Um, we're going to go back and just, I want to talk about what was fishing like for them. So this is not like, like if you go behind our building, you see a fisherman out there in their waders with a fishing pole and a lure, and there's just one person doing this thing. It's more like Picture more like deadliest catch, right? Like you've got a crew of people out in a boat in the middle of deep water with a huge net, and they're trying to pull up a large quantity of fish. These, uh, they would go fishing. I don't know if you caught it. It says at one point that they fish at night because they think that because the, the nets that they used, um, the fish could see them at that time. So it's easier to catch them if it's in the dark because the fish can't see the nets as well in the dark. Now we use nylon nets so they can, that's why you see it during the day. I told you I'm going to nerd out for a minute, so just stay with me. Um, they found a boat, though, recently. I thought this was kind of interesting in the Sea of Galilee. Uh, I was kind of buried under, and they, they think it was from this time. They said it was 23 feet long, 7 and a half feet wide. And they think that this would have been the kind of boat that they would have used for fishing. 
um, and it would hold about a half a ton of fish, which is about a thousand pounds. That's a lot of fish, right? So we're not talking. We're not talking about you know catching one fish at a time. They're talking about a large quantity of fish, and it would take them all night to be able to fish maybe a half a ton, but often they would come back with not quite that much. The last thing to think that, that I wanted us to think about, just to be aware of in this time, is that just the water itself. When you think about fishing and going out into the deep water, I get a little nervous. Anybody else get a little nervous, especially maybe around Shark Week? We start thinking about, like, what's in the deep water. Well, they had the same fear then, but it was more of, like, more nebulous, more like this is the abyss. It's Satan's domain. Like, we don't go out into the water. We stay away from it. It's something to be altogether avoided. So now you've got this same kind of historical context. You kind of understand a little bit of what they're, they're doing just because it's going to be important as we talk in a few minutes about um, what this actually means. But I do. I get, I get caught up in these stories. I get excited about these huge things that happen. So can you imagine with me for a minute that you're in a boat and you're trying to pull in so much fish that the boat literally starts to sink. Anybody been in a boat that's been sinking? Sorry if you have. The closest I've been was uh, I was in a kayak, and I was with a, a buddy of mine. We're, um, we're hunting, and we're hunting some ducks, and he goes to shoot at a duck, and when he does, he shoots sideways. And the boat goes like this. And he flips over and he starts sinking and he's frantic in the water to get out. And now I've got a choice to go. I'm like, do I go get the duck? Do I get my buddy? I don't know. I chose my buddy, all right? I went and got him. But that's what it is. Like, they're so frantic. The boats are sinking not because they're trying to get a duck, because they're trying to pull the fish in. And they're, so they're, like, signaling to their friends to come over, and their, their buddies come over, and then they start pulling that one, and then that boat starts to sink. Like, this is a crazy amount of fish. So you're talking, these boats are meant to hold 1,000 pounds, and both of these are going under, so they've got more than 2,000 pounds of fish. That's a lot of fish. <laughs> but what's crazy about this is that God is doing something by the story in their life that is different than what they thought. See, he's trying to do something bigger in their life. He has something bigger in their life than they could even imagine. Did you catch that in the story? They're like, he asks, Jesus asks him to put out into deep water and to drop the nets. And he's like, well, we've been fishing all night. You don't look like much of a fisherman. I don't know. If, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering if he's thinking. But I guess if you say so, they're like, they're not expecting to even put their nets out, let alone catch any fish. And he blows it out of the water with what he's trying to do. Not only do you catch way more than one fish, you catch so much that two boats isn't enough for you to not sink. This is incredible. They didn't anticipate needing that, and they didn't anticipate what he was trying to do in their own lives. That he's trying to move them from being fishermen, thinking about feeding their own belly and thinking about themselves, to being fishers of men, that now they're going to be focused on others for the benefit of the other. That they get to 
alongside of God, that they get to save people, help people uh, be saved from doom, and ultimately be in an, a loving relationship with the perfect and awesome God. See, God wants to do something different in you as well, something more than we might imagine. He wants to move us from a focus on ourselves to a focus on others, to a focus on his mission. And what is he, I mean, he's calling them here, right, to be fishing, to be fishing for men. So let's talk about that for a second. Who did, who did Jesus fish for? There's all kinds of stories, right? We can go to, I mean, we can go to this story. He's fishing for fishermen. These are the dirty people, right? Like they're heading into the dark abyss kind of people, like not educated, smelly kind of people, not the Bible scholars that you would typically think of. He's looking for them. He finds the lady at the well who has a messy, messy life, and he tells her about himself, and she starts to follow him. And then he also is, he's reaching out, and he's talking to Pharisees. Like, you can read the story of Nicodemus, and he's talking to the Bible scholar people and asking them to follow him. He is all across the board, and he is, I think, being present with everyone that he runs into. He is a relational God that is present with each of them, and he gives them what they're looking for, which is him. It's crazy because sometimes we think of Jesus and we're like, well, he kind of went for the easy people, right? Like, he didn't go for the ones with the teeth, but I think he did, right? Like, the Pharisees, they kind of had some teeth. They ended up killing him at the end, but, but he still is sharing the gospel with them. And he even goes after the ones that have more power than the Pharisees. If you read, there's a story about a Roman centurion. You can read that one later. He's talking to Romans who have the power to destroy him at a moment's notice. These are the sharks, and yet he's going after them. I just think it's amazing, and I think it broadens our picture of who we're supposed to be going after. And for us, I think we need to start right in our own backyard, literally. We need to look right in our own backyard for who we can be fishing for. And this is, this is for everyone, anyone, all of us. There's no restrictions with God. He wants to use you as you are now. You don't have to wait until you become Bible scholar Joe or Bible scholar Sally. Actually, those are actually two people in here. I didn't mean to actually pick on you right now. I apologize. <laughs> A couple Sally's in here. <clears throat> it doesn't, he's not saying you have to get to this certain level before you can step in and start acting for God. He's saying you can do it now. And, and I love it because he's actually, it actually works well for even this story because we have Peter in the boat, and Peter has a brother. His name is Andrew. So I'm going to flip over real quick to John 1, and we're just going to read two verses, 41 and 42. And what, what's happening here is the story we just read is when Peter, John, James, and Andrew end up following Jesus. 
right? That's where they become, that's where they get stepped up and they start doing this thing and they start following Jesus. Um, but before that, Andrew actually runs into Jesus. Um, and we have this recorded here. So he runs into Jesus. Jesus asks and invites him to come with him. And Jesus tells him all about himself. And this is what Andrew does in response. So in verse 41, it says, The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. And what did he do? He brought him to Jesus. So before Andrew is any kind of qualified, he goes and he brings his brother to Jesus. Right? Before Jesus has done any training for this guy, Simon, or I'm sorry, Andrew steps up and says, Oh my goodness, you've got to hear this. This guy's blowing my mind. He's telling me all these awesome things. He is the Messiah. You've got to come. And he goes and he is relationally talks to, to the ones that are closest to him, to his brother, and brings him to Jesus. See, there's some that are are gifted in at preaching and speaking and evangelism. And then there's some of us who maybe aren't, but we all have different gifts, and that's good, and we're going to talk about that later. But, but the point is today is that this is for all of us because we all have relationships and we all have this gift that is meant, for, meant to be shared. It is meant to be given. It is meant to be passed on. And so we can. And so we can bring it at the level that we can bring it. And I love that that's what he does, what Andrew does in those verses. We have found the Messiah, that is Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. He is wowed by what God has done in his life. He's wowed by what God has taught him, and he shares it immediately. And his goal is to bring people to Jesus. This is the mission, to bring people to Jesus. Sometimes we get a little bit mixed up when we think it's to bring people to church. Hear me out. I love the church. I believe the church is the bride of Christ and therefore very important. But don't be mistaken. The goal is to not, not to get people to hear, but to bring people to Jesus. It might seem like I'm splitting hairs here, so let me just tell you a story about a fishing game. So I don't know if you have this fishing game in your house or not, or if you've ever played this one. This is the one where it's a little, um, a little circle, and inside you have these fish, and they can, like, as the, the, the circle will kind of spin around and the fish's mouths will open and close like this, right? And you've got these little plastic uh, fishing poles, and you can put the fishing pole in, their mouth, in the fish mouth and you pull them out. And the goal is to get uh, either all your colors or as many as you can. So my family's playing this game, many of my kids, and uh, we're getting frustrated because the fish, are, we're just not catching the fish. And, you know, so the fish's heads are popping off or whatever. They're, for some reason, it's not working. We're not getting the fish out. We're like, why is this not working? And finally, I figure it out. Like, you got to get the timing right. And so I finally start popping some out, and I'm putting them in my pile. And my pile's getting bigger than my kids. And so I'm like, yeah, that's how it's done, kids. That's right. <laughs> and my youngest gets an idea. And while I'm focused on getting more fish out of the pond, she is getting more fish out of my cooler and putting them over in her little pile. 
So I'm sitting here, and she's pulling them over there, and I'm putting them here, and she's pulling them over there. And I get to the end, and I'm like, I don't have any fish. And she has taken all of the fish. So I don't know if you, you get the picture that we are fishing from the pond. We're not fishing from the cooler. And that's what we're supposed to be doing is to getting tied into what is the mission. The mission here, the mission that God has called us to at Bridgeway is to turn spiritually hungry people into fully devoted followers. So that's what we get to do. We get to find spiritually hungry people and bring them to Jesus. And we all get to do this together. We get to get excited about it and to go after people to save them from the ultimate doom and bring them into the ultimate, help bring them into the ultimate relationship with the loving God who is madly in love with them and with us. So how do we do this? I think we, if we look at the story, we've got um, a few keys in there. We've got a crew of people that are working together, right? Like this is an individual fishing. This is, they've been working in a crew. And I think that's important. If you look at it, they had to be Astonished, right? They're astonished at the fact that they had so many fish that they turned in frantic to the partner, that they needed more boats. They needed to work together, right? You got this picture in your head. They needed to work together to row out, find the fish, and haul them in. They needed more boats to make that happen because one was not enough. And this is what happens when God gets involved. Get ready, church. As you get close with your crew and you start fishing, God may surprise you with the catch. The number two thing, pray for a catch. Ask the Spirit to help you find the spiritually hungry people and pray for them specifically. If you've got no one in mind, then maybe it's time to start creating some space to find some of Spiritually hungry people. But this is the most important because it's the spirit who does the work. Don't miss this. The spirit, he gets the credit. God gets the glory and we get to be a part of it. Just like Andrew was, right? He's excited about who Jesus is. He's excited about what he's already done in his life. He uses his words and actions to bring people to Jesus. And that's what we get to do too. We get to bring people to Jesus. So some of the things to think about, a few questions to think about for you to help get your mind rolling and how you can be ready for this is to think about what Jesus is doing in your life. What is Jesus doing in your life? Or what has he done? So I've been doing this routine um, with my kids and with myself is each day I'll, I'll get to the end of the day and I pause and I think about one of two questions. I think of what did God do today and I'll try and think of three things and there's plenty more than three but sometimes my mind can only get to three. And what are you grateful for? What did God do today and what are you grateful for? And what, these, what this does for me is it helps me to stay in the habit of remembering God often, and remembering that he is the one that is doing crazy works. 
And it gets me ready because now I have these things in my head. I've just said them, and I can share them. And, and we have a habit, my family, of doing this at nighttime so that we're, actually, so we're practicing, we're sharing with each other, sharing the, the things we're grateful for, the things that we've seen God do that day, and thanking him for it. And when we start this habit at nighttime, it can be a habit that's easier to do during the daytime because you're practiced. So be ready to share. Andrew shared what awesome thing God did in his life, and we have the same. If you've chosen to follow Jesus, you have the same. You've, you've met Jesus, and you know him. So tell your brother or sister, just like Andrew did. Start looking for those hungry people. Start with those you know. If you, like I said, if you don't know someone, it might be time to make a little space to start looking in the deep water. But be warned that the deep water is the deep water for a reason. They didn't, they didn't want to go out there. They didn't think they needed to. A lot of people wanted to avoid it. But the fishermen went out because that's where the fish are. So we've got to go out into the deep waters and tell them. If I can have the, the worship team start making their way um, up here, that'd be great. But get ready as we do this, as we start to head out into the deep waters and we are out there and we're looking for people, that God is going to do a crazy work. The Spirit is doing work already and we get to be a part of this. So just be ready for that. We're looking for a crew, right? We're praying for a catch and we're telling your brother and sister about Jesus, the Messiah. And what he's been doing. And get ready for what's coming next. So what's your next step today? What is your next step today? Maybe today for you it's, it's choosing to follow Jesus. Maybe that's your first step. Maybe it's getting into a crew. Here at Bridgeway we call those groups. And you just heard from Pastor Justin a minute ago that those are starting up January 28th. We've got those. Get into a group where you can be praying for each other, that you can be growing together, diving in deep together, learning more about Jesus, developing habits together, ultimately so that you can be fishers of men and pointing other people towards a saving grace that is Jesus. Maybe, it's, maybe your next step today is telling someone else today something you're grateful for, what God's been doing in your life, giving him some of that credit, telling them what Jesus has been doing. With all of these, with all of these, let's also pray. With all of these, let's also pray. Let's cover it in prayer because it's the Spirit that's doing a crazy work and he's going to be drawing people to Jesus, and he is already. So let's do that now even. Let me pray. Father God, it is, it is good to be in your presence, to be with your people. God, I just, I pray as we think about this story and we think about how you worked and how you drew these guys into a bigger purpose 
drawing them from being fishermen to fishers of men, that they got to move from focus on themselves to focus on others, to focus on your mission. Because God, you have a huge mission and that mission is to save us from our sin and to draw us into relationship with you. God, thank you that we get to be a part of it. I pray that you give us courage for whatever these next steps might be, whether that be circling up with a group of people, whether that be choosing to follow you today, God, whether that be stepping in in courage and sharing about you. God, I pray that your spirit would be present with us in these times, in these moments, to spur us on to the next hard step, to spur us on, God, to what you have for us next. God, I pray that you would. I pray that you would, that you would blow us out of the water with how many fish you want to catch. God, we're so excited, so grateful that we get to be a part of it. Thank you for using us. God, we love you. You get all the glory as you always do. We worship you now. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Check out our app or website at bridgewaycommunity.org for more messages or to take the sermon one step deeper by downloading the Sermon Discussion Guide.